Do forces really exist? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and this is my podcast, the Eric Normand Podcast. I'm going to talk about software design and and domain modeling, uh, and I've been talking a lot about uh, Newtonian mechanics, and so. I've been thinking it's worth deconstructing that. It's a very uh, amazing model. It's an amazing model that that Newton came up with. It's got three equations and a handful of concepts defined in terms of one another. And it manages to unify phenomena that we see all around us, uh, but also if we look through telescopes, it makes sense of the motion of planets and and uh, moons around planets and the sun. And, and it's quite amazing that these three equations uh, can do that. Okay, but first I want to talk about my book. Grokking Simplicity. This just came in. Uh, today is Tuesday as I record this. I got them on Saturday. Uh, the, I was on vacation and when I came home, there were two boxes full of them that were uh, overnighted to me from Manning, from the publisher. Uh, the, and You know, they were at the printers, but Manning overnighted them to me. So thank you so much. It was so lovely to get this uh, and to be able to hold it after more than two years of work on it, of hand laying out each page. Of course, the production department did a really nice job of making it nicer than I could design. Um, But still, uh, they managed to maintain my layout even even while making it lovelier. So, um, Manning, thank you so much. You did a great job. The book is all about functional programming, and it's a you know it, it's a it's a book about elementary functional programming. Um, you know, what is it? How do you do it? Those kinds of questions for someone who has a couple years of experience, knows at least one programming language, uh, but wants to, is kind of curious about functional programming and what it's all about. So if that's you, buy Grokking Simplicity. Uh, If that's not you, if you are more, if you, you know, are more experienced in functional programming, this book might not, it won't teach you like functional programming probably, Um, but it was written for you because if you're anything like me and you're talking about functional programming and someone's like, what is that? What is that all about? Or maybe they're, they've tried functional programming, but they didn't have a good introduction to it. And so I, I always wanted to recommend them a book and I couldn't find anything that wasn't too... Um, it wasn't oversimplifying things or too academic. 
overcomplicating things. Um, and so I, I wrote this book for for me and and hopefully for you to um, to to be able to give to people or recommend to them that they read it as an introduction to functional programming. Uh, so so yes, it's for you and it's for them. Uh, it's available at Manning. Right now you can buy it and get it in the mail. Soon it'll be available on Amazon if you prefer that. But there it is, Grokking Simplicity. It's got a rabbit on the cover, rabbit professor teaching a class because it's a grokking book. Uh, great. Okay, let's get back to the topic. So does a force really exist? Um, I think the short answer is no. There's no such thing in the real world as a force. Um, force is an abstraction that, uh, I mean, it's almost mystical. If you, if you haven't, you know, kind of grown up with the idea of force, uh, a physical force, um, it's a mystical idea. It's, it's, it, it, at least it borders on it. Uh, it's an abstraction that somehow unifies a bunch of different phenomena. So a push, if I, you know, I push an object, that is two forces, right? I push something, it's me pushing against the object and the object pushing back, resisting the push, right? So that's an opposite force. So a push is two forces. We often say, a, you know, force, oh, it's like a push. No, for, a push is two. Push is two forces. Forces come in pairs, right? That's um, the second law. Um, or is it the third law? Equal and opposite reaction. It just means the forces come in pairs. Um, so there's a push can be a force, but so is gravity. And a push requires contact, but gravity does not. Uh, gravity happens over a distance. Um, so it's different. You got uh, um, magnetism. Magnetism uh, can be modeled as a force. Uh, so can, like, you know, strong electrostatic charges. Uh, these things can be forces. And what's really amazing about this concept of force is that they can all be modeled in exactly the same way. And uh, it leads to stuff like uh, what are called free body diagrams, which is what you use in physics class to, like, you draw some, some boxes and stuff, and then you draw arrows representing the different forces. So you have one for gravity pulling on the box, and then one for the person pushing on the box this way. And, you know, the, you, you, can, you can model a situation uh, in terms of objects with mass and forces acting on them. And they move around, you know, oh, what's the velocity of this thing given, or what's the acceleration of this thing given all these forces on, on it. And that is a pretty uh, cool idea. So there's stuff that we can learn about this idea of force, uh, this abstraction, an invention by Newton, 
so for one, it ignores, you know, like any abstraction, it ignores details, right? It doesn't talk about the, it doesn't need a source to be similar to other forces, right? So uh, some, some forces are due to contact, some are due to gravitation, others are due to uh, magnetism, um, some are pushes, some are pulls, you know, there's, there's really uh, nothing relating these things except in this model you can say, well, we can all, we just draw an arrow. It's just a vector in three space. Um, and so we've boiled down these very distinct phenomena into a number or three numbers. It's a vector. Uh, so it's got three components, you know, X, Y, and Z. So we've, we've, boiled this thing down into something very um, uh, very abstract, very general. We've created, that. that's really what I'm trying to get at, is it's abstract enough that it is now a general purpose thing that we don't even need to know why, what the force is from. We can just draw the arrow and say, oh, here's a force on this object. Done. You don't need to know anything else. Was the force due to push? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Was it gravity? It doesn't matter. So I, I think that that's actually uh, a very important idea uh, in, in this domain modeling, that we need to be able to, you know, these abstractions create these abstraction barriers. And we need to be able to set aside, you know, after we've drawn this diagram with all these arrows, we need to be able to set aside where do these forces come from? It doesn't matter. At this point, it doesn't matter. We've already accounted for all of them. They're all on the diagram. Now we're just going to add up these vectors, right? Um, okay, so that's important lesson number one. Lesson number two, I think, is a little bit um, easier to dismiss. But I think if you... Okay, no, let me put it this way. I can imagine if you went back in time to him presenting at a conference at the Royal Society, this model... Someone would raise their hand and they would say, but what is a force? What exactly is it? Can you point to one? You know, like, can you explain it to me? And I hear this all the time when people are talking about new concepts in programming. You know, what... Uh, People always ask me, what is a monad? What is it? It's like it's just a mathematical construct, right? It's just a, a, 
a, a, a thing that has these uh, functions, right? That that can has a is a functor. You know, you start you start just naming things, right? Um, and people want to have a concrete thing that they can point to and say, well, this is a monad and this one isn't, right? And I think at some point your abstractions can reach such a, a generality that uh, there's nothing anymore to, to point to. It's just a vector with this with this kinds of units, right? It's not there's n nothing more I can say because it's just a feature of the model. It doesn't exist in the real world. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, Newton was a very mystical person. You know, he was into mysticism. And I wonder if that didn't play some part in him being able to, uh, I don't know, imagine things that aren't real. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that didn't help him, you know, deal with this problem of abstraction. That, that once you get abstract enough, uh, you know, mathematicians do it all the time, but a physicist abstracting, like it might be actually kind of hard, right? And this might have helped. So I think that that lesson, the lesson there is that you might have to invent ideas that do not seem to have anything real behind them, you know, anything you can point to but they simply exist in order to make the model function, right? In order for, you know, I mean, you could sum up the mass times the acceleration, right? F equals MA, um, or the sum of forces equals the mass times the, times the acceleration. But so you can, you can say, well, there's definitely something mass times acceleration, but what is it, right? What? Uh, well, you can find it by summing all of these things that we're going to call forces. But what you know, they're all different and all different kinds, and you kind of have to know it when you see it. What's a force? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I feel like like um, this is an important thing. Is that when you're building a model, you often have to invent something. And part of the challenge will be that it might be indistinguishable from something else you invented that is not useful, <laughs> that is not helpful to the model, or that has all these problems, you know, you want to keep your thing real and concrete. And sometimes you just need to build something general and abstract and uh, unreal. Let's put it that way. And it's, it's easy once you start doing that to go astray, to go wrong. 
Um, and so you need some kind of grounding, right? Uh, luckily, in a program, it might like your 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 forces might just be an array of of you know somehow you you use the type system if it has one or you use some kind of system to say i'm going to just get the direction and magnitude of all these different things that kind of look similar like they all implement the same interface and uh i'm going to sum them up <laughs> because they all have you know this they're just vectors of of uh, you know what we now call force, but it it's you know newtons, and uh, th that's the unit. I'm just gonna sum them up. And we'll see what happens, you know. And look, when I do that, actually, I get this other neat result. If I divide the mass out, I get the acceleration. You know, the, this is this is the the thing that Newton didn't have. This is lesson three. Uh, Newton didn't have computers. He couldn't build the model, right? He had to imagine it, um, and he could never see it working. Uh, whereas we could build a Newtonian physics simulator, you know, like a, you know, orbiting planets or billiard balls bouncing off of each other, something like that. Uh, that's totally based on his physics his uh mechanics and and kinematics we could we could build that and see it work and like yes that does look like how billiard balls might work or this does look how planets orbit each other uh and he couldn't do that so we do have a check that he didn't have right we do have um the ability to go you know, front to back from observing the world, developing a model to simulating that model and watching it and seeing, yeah, that, that, that actually looks like, you know, could look nothing like the real world or it does look like what we see in the real world. Uh, so that's the third lesson is, is to use the, the modern amenities uh, then maybe we can do better, uh, you know, not spend a thousand years building a big ball of mud spaghetti code uh, model and just get straight to the good one. All right. This has been my thought on software design and domain modeling. My name is Eric Normand. You should get my book, Grokking Simplicity. It is out. It is ready for you to read. All you have to do is enter in a credit card number on Manning's site, and it will be delivered to your home, and you can read it. Yay. Please read it. Let me know what you think. Um, if you like this episode, you should subscribe. There are more like it. And more coming um, and tell your friends if you like it also I appreciate ratings and reviews because that helps other people find it
All right. Like I said, my name is Eric Normand, and as always, rock on.